Hey guys, and welcome back to Facing a Pandemic, The Forgotten Arts with me, Verity Wishart. This week, we're focusing on recent graduates and how the pandemic has impacted their transition from students in training to professionals within the arts industry. My guest for this week is the lovely Shona Masson. She was the year below me at Lane Theatre Arts, a professional performing arts college in Epsom, and she graduated this year during the pandemic as part of the class of 2020. So we caught up and discussed how she's getting on. So Shona, thanks for joining me. Let's cast our minds back to February, March time of this year where this all began. Uh, God, so third year at Lane. It was around our prelim time that kind of talk about COVID started happening. And everyone was like, no, it's not going to happen. We had our spring ball, all that kind of stuff was fine. And then just as we were getting closer to the Easter holidays, things just started getting a little bit more iffy. Like um, other colleges started to close. We were one of the last to close, actually. So we closed on a Thursday and full lockdown was the following Monday, I think. So we we were definitely one of the last colleges open. And, um, yeah, we just, we just didn't really almost let ourselves fall for it, that Lane was going to close. Like, it just seemed like this ridiculous thing that Lane that's been open for 45 years or whatever it is now could possibly close. And it just, I guess, like, with everything, it just felt so foreign. Yeah, I can imagine. And on that final day, did you have any idea what was about to happen? No. I remember... So we closed two weeks before the Easter holidays. And I remember a group of, like, me and my group of friends talking, and we were like, okay, so realistically, yeah, we're going to lose these two weeks. Then we have four weeks for Easter, and then they'll get us back. That's going to be six weeks. We were all pretty determined about that. We said, you know, let's just really go for it with our fitness, like, catch up on all these things, sort out our rep, ready to come back, to do summer term, to do auditions, to do all these kind of things. Like, I remember doing my last jazz class. And we were like, oh, dear, you know, going to be our last class for a while. But that, that, was, that was my last class at Lane. Like, and, I, and that's such a huge thing. Yeah, and you had no idea at the time. And having trained so hard for three years, you know, all that hard work and training accumulates to that final term. And for you guys to have just lost that is really tough. And obviously... I mean, you know, with Lane, like, there are so many traditions that come with summer show and all that kind of thing. Like, literally the other day, I was like, oh, who were our white jacket boys? And then I was like, oh, we never had any. And, like, we don't know. It's, like, silly things, like, who was going to be, like, the point of final 12 and, like, stuff like that. We never got and we'll never know. So it's it felt there's a weird kind of I don't feel like a Lane student anymore but I don't feel like I had the ending experience that you have. Yeah, and obviously we haven't had degree or normal lane graduation. So it's all a bit not really rounded off for us, I think. So in that initial period, as you said, you were like, right, we're going to use this time, we're going to get fit, we're going to sort out our rep. You know, we're just going to make best use of this time. Honestly, like it sounds so ridiculous, but the start of lockdown was like one of the mentally and physically fittest I have ever been I really felt so good and like there was something very inspiring about that early time of lockdown um 
you know, when the first, like I remember I did Drew McConey's class the day I came home. It was the day Lane closed and his class started online on Instagram that night. And I remember it, it almost feeling kind of magical. There were 300, 400 dancers that did this class. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Like the industry's fighting through. The community was so clear at that time. And there were thousands. I mean, it was almost difficult. There were too many dance lessons almost going on, on digitally. Yeah, it was amazing. And there was a time, as you say, when you could do a full timetabled week of classes online with all these amazing choreographers and teachers. Yeah, yeah we were. It was it was really cool. And then, you know, we were all checking in with each other. Like, oh, did you do any good Insta classes today? Like, what would you recommend for me in terms of, like, if someone did a really good fitness class or whatever? So I felt, even though I'd left, I felt very, very connected to the industry, which is not how I feel now. And at the time, during the first lockdown, as a grad, there were so many bits and pieces going on online for exposure for grads, like grad fest and things, which I do appreciate is nothing like a real showcase, but it did give you guys an opportunity to be seen on some sort of level. I guess. So things started to ease up a little bit post the first lockdown and life started to resume to a degree. Whereas now here we are in a second lockdown, a second peak, you know, where's your head at now? The difficult thing as a grad is we we weren't a part of the industry yet. As in, I'd done maybe four, five auditions before lockdown. And for my year, that was quite a lot. You know, it was very early in terms of getting into the industry. And the kind of worry for us is that, you know, there's a new third year now. We're not third years anymore. We're not technically the newbies, but we haven't had the experience that you'd usually have in that graduating year. So, you know, myself and speaking to other people, it's very easy to feel quite estranged from the industry. And, you know, a lot of things that are casting, and it's obvious why, are using names or, you know, tried and tested performers. Yes, there are occasional grads in there, which is very good. Um, but with the so few actual auditions happening, I mean, you understand why someone wouldn't take a punt on a grad when they've never seen me in the room. You know, of course, you're going to use someone you've worked with 10 times and is this big name and they also obviously need to draw people into the theatre right now more than ever so it's just very difficult like looking at my future it's difficult to see how I'm going to slot in to the industry Mm, I think at the moment it's especially hard to sort of see any kind of vision of what the future might look like when it's so up and down Mm -hmm. Um, obviously the priority here is the NHS and saving lives and that's where the money and the effort needs to go but at the same time do you feel that throughout all of this you yourself and the industry have been supported by the government? I'd say so for me as a 21 year old who is still you know I'm in my mum's house right now I'm not financially independent entirely I felt financially supported by the government during lockdown because having been self-employed for a couple of years I did panto second and third year so I was able to get grants from both um, 
the self-employed income support schemes. And for me, I mean, I was working during lockdown as well. But for me, that was a useful amount of money. If I had been paying my own rent in London, it would have been nowhere near enough. I would have had to move out 100%. Um, I mean, no, I don't feel supported in terms of, you know, I've only seen a clip of one MP saying they want the theatres to open again. And it's so frustrating. Like someone I, I've known for years said to me the other day, he said, oh, I just, can you just explain something to me? Because I went to the cinema the other day and I sat next to a stranger and we didn't have to wear a mask. So how come theatres can't open? And he actually thought I'd have the answer. And I literally, I almost couldn't speak because I just thought that is just, that's it. That's the frustration for us. You know, you can sit on a plane next to someone, next to a stranger for hours and hours and hours. But you can't sit in a theatre. And that's why I think it feels insulting, because there seems to be no logical explanation for sectors across the board. I think you're so right to use the word insulting as well, because it does feel a bit insulting. And I think particularly what's really got to me with this, you know, the retrain talk that's been happening at the minute is I think what people don't realise is People have been telling us to get a proper job our entire lives. <laughs> like, what they don't realise is the amount of school teachers, family members, friends, parents of friends that have told me this isn't a good idea or, you know, that I should do something more sensible. I've ignored all of them already. And I do other things as well. Like, I'm already working as a waitress and a teacher, you know? Yeah, and how does it feel that currently this industry, you know, you've dedicated your entire life to thus far, as it stands, doesn't really exist, along with this whole talk of retraining recently? The thing is, it sounds cringy, but it's like a day-to-day thing. If I'm having a good day, I feel incredibly defiant to that. You know, it's all that I'm going to prove them wrong. I've worked for this my entire life. I'm not going to give in. And then there are other days where, you know, naturally I'm quite an impatient person, I think. And it can be easy to almost fall into it and be like, well, well, I'm just going to have to do something else then. You know, I'm just going to, I don't know, I'll do something else. But I don't actually want to do it. And actually that, I don't know if you watched the Britain's Got Talent performance last night, but emotionally... I was a complete wreck afterwards and I literally sat with my mum and I just said like this is all I want to do that's the that is what they have just been able to do on that stage is the only thing I actually want to do and I think I'm so lucky to have that kind of passion in my life because my friends that are at uni doing normal things you know law psychology whatever they say to me all the time they don't they don't have that passion but it also makes you incredibly vulnerable because if it's taken away it's taking everything away do you know what I mean (laughs) yeah and as a performer of course it is your life and I think to be successful it has to be and you know you have to kind of live and breathe it so how did you find completing your training on Zoom? I can imagine that was tough at times. Well, first of all, we didn't expect we'd finish our training that way. But I don't think any of us would find, like, literally the act of logging onto Zoom calls four or five times a day, like, 
I can't even explain how taxing it was. And like, I got so unbelievably sick of my lounge. I can't even explain it. So you do this incredible jazz class with, you know, we had these amazing guest teachers on Zoom. And sometimes I'd just look around and be like, this is ridiculous. This is this amazing West End performer that I have literally loved for years. And I'm standing in my lounge trying to reverse what they're doing on my laptop screen that I can't really even see because it's a bit sunny. And you just, like, it was just ludicrous. <laughs> like you say, it is bizarre. You know, we're all dancing in our kitchens and our living rooms, but I think that does kind of show just how much we all love it. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right. So there are definitely those moments of realisation. Actually, this is all just a bit mental. Yeah, it just you just felt utterly ridiculous. And there's no there's no feeling like being in the lounge miles from your laptop and forgetting the routine <laughs> in the middle because you, you can't do anything. You know, everyone's these tiny tiny little digits on your screen. You can't see what they're doing and you have to just stand there like, well, <laughs> I tried. Yeah. But in terms of now, it's interesting how many people from my year are really feeling the hit now. So in terms of looking forward, at the end of the day, you know, we are dealing with the pandemic here. No one was prepared for this. And the great thing about this industry is everybody is fighting to make it work once again. And when theatre does come back, I'm sure it will thrive. And as performers and grads, you've just got to have that determination and grit to see through this period of time. And eventually we will be on the other side of it yeah I, I certainly hope so and I think I'm talking about Britain's Got Talent again but that watching the winner last night what I liked so much about the choice of him was that he was someone who had worked as a singer and a comedian for 30 years doing the pubs and clubs scene but what the judges actually pointed out was he was honing his craft and I think that's what I'm hoping the public will find some respect for, that actually, just because you aren't a huge success, you know, it's taken him 30 years to win Britain's Got Talent, technically, just because you're not an overnight success doesn't mean the success isn't coming or the work isn't there. And I hope, because that's something that's so clear to us as performers, you know, how much work is required every single day just to keep going. I just hope some of that is passed on to the public, like just how much it takes for us to even keep going and not just retrain and do something else, you know? Exactly. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Shona. No, thank you. It's so nice to speak to you as well. And as we say, the work will be there and it will come in due course. And news of a potential vaccine now is very uplifting and offers a real sense of hope during this difficult time, especially for grads. So I think... It is just a case of, as Shona did say, honing your craft, working hard during this time, doing what you can, and in due course, opportunities will open up again. And when they do, recent grads will be more ready than ever to get into the audition room and start working towards making those dreams become reality.